the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hey, we're having a conversation today with uh, our buddy Kevin Hardy, and if you uh, missed it, uh, we did an interview about uh, discipleship, but Kevin and I work at the, in the same uh, multi-campus church. He is our youth minister, but more than that, he's uh, a resident, theologically-minded guy. Um, so one of the things we talked about together was uh, kind of tackling the Apostles' Creed and uh, uh, just kind of working through the statements and why is it important. So I'm excited to kind of get into the Apostles' Creed with Kevin Hardy. The Apostles' Creed. Yeah. So yes, we're uh, just to give everybody a lowdown. Uh, in the intro, there you had uh, we had Teresa read it for us, and that's uh, her contribution to this uh, this kind of series at the moment. But um, we're just gonna kind of first we're gonna very first pod we're gonna take it and look at an introduction and why is the uh, Apostles' Creed important to us as pastors, but also us as uh, the Christian Church, the believers that uh, follow Christ, and then we're gonna take apart the the creed statement by statement so i think uh, by the time this is all finished we're looking at like 13 or 14 podcasts something like that that's awesome and uh yeah hopefully this is something that uh convinces you guys that uh the standards laid out here in the apostle creed is what you want to hold on to so kevin yes tell me about the apostles creed oh boy <laughs> tell you about it yeah well in my research, I know I know you said I'm a theological-minded guy, um, and yes, I would like to be known as that, but I also know that I'm not an expert by any means. But um, yeah, the Apostles' Creed is kind of the oldest creed of the church. It's kind of, that's why we're starting here, because that's kind of the, it's the OG. It's the, <laughs> it's the OG yes. creed. And, uh, and it is valuable because it kind of lays out, really, the... The basics. It's like, are you a Christian? I think when you read the Apostles' Creed, you see what it what it means to believe in Christian doctrines. Not getting into the nitty gritty specifics of everything, but who is God? Who is Jesus? Who is the Holy Spirit? Uh, the Trinity, uh, as revealed to us in the Scriptures. But again, it's the oldest creed of the Church. Uh, I'm I don't know where I'm stealing this quote from, but its influence can be seen in many of the subsequent creeds in Church history. So again, yeah. this is kind of this is kind of where it all begins, and then you see that kind of built off of. So it's kind of the foundation, the framework. Yeah, absolutely. Um, creed that we have. Yeah. Absolutely. I know uh, one of the things, I don't know where I got it from either. Somebody talking about Martin Luther traveling from church to church in like the 1520s. Yeah. And he was so appalled with the lack of understanding mm. um, of, of Christian doctrine and how the basic knowledge of what people believed was so low that he instituted First, the Apostles' Creed to be read in the churches. Yeah. 
But then that turns into Luther's smaller and larger catechism, right? Where yeah. he's like, oh my goodness, we need to actually Flesh this teach out. these people. Yeah. And his whole goal was to use the Apostles' Creed and uh, the Lord's Prayer and the Ten Commandments at first yeah. to just remedy, like, what, what do we... <laughs> like, the people need to know what we actually believe, exactly. right? Like, the guys exactly. who go to seminary and Bible college and all that kind of stuff, is, yeah, they got it figured out, but it's mm-hmm. the, the people in the church need to know what is it that we actually hold to? Yeah. Um, but I mean that even that is like hundreds of years after the creed was first made. Oh, right? totally. And and when you think about where we're at today in twenty twenty three, has that mandate changed? <laughs> <laughs> no, it might actually be more important because we have that thing called Google, yeah. where people can go crazy looking all over the place trying to. Uh, trying to figure out what they believe and, and just make it up as they go. Yeah. They're bits and pieces from all over. Whereas, you know, Luther in 1520, um, all they knew was what the pastor told them. Yeah, they're going, yeah. They're, right. they're, that's that's where they get their teaching. Sunday morning, whatever that is. That's, yeah, yeah. That's where, the, what's, where they get the goods. So one that I came away, because you said this is one of the oldest, and, it, and that's true, right? Because it's... Uh, you know, Tertullian... Circa 140 AD. 140, I, I got, yeah, roughly in that same bit, but uh, yeah. um, I've got one from Irenaeus, mm-hmm. uh, who said, In one God, the maker of heaven and earth, all things that are in them, through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is on account of his overwhelming love for his creation, endured the birth from the virgin, uniting man to God in himself, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, and rose again, and was taken up in majesty to come again in glory, the savior of those who are saved, and the judge of those who are judged. Mm. Right? Like, there's there's a bunch of statements at that time that kind yeah. of, all of the church fathers kind of had their way, yeah. and they basically came together and said, now we got to standardize this. We're all saying the same thing, mm-hmm. slightly different ways, and... Uh, Basically, they were fighting against like Gnostic beliefs. Yeah. Those there's some special knowledge thing that's there, totally. and uh, Marcionism. Yeah, uh, which for the life of me, that's the the two gods, right? It's well, the yin yang, the good versus evil. Totally, the, like that. Old Testament, New Testament that. separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's totally it, and I think. Again, why why these are valuable today, or why the Apostles' Creed, and again, other creeds, other confessions, which we may get to down the road, but why this is valuable today is again we're we're in this time where where people are say, saying things like no creed but Christ, you yeah, know, or you yeah. know, or like what you know is the Apostles' Creed biblical? Yeah, it's not it's not in the Bible, yeah. but these are yeah, summaries yeah. of the Bible, and you go back to First um, Corinthians fifteen, and that's even. You know, that's that's kind of our earliest creed if you're talking about kind of a summary yeah. statement, right, that Paul gives. Uh, and Paul gives that. That's first, uh, first Corinthians 15, 3 to 7. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that says, I think it's worth reading here, but First uh, Corinthians 15, verse 3, for I delivered to you as of first importance. This is Paul yeah. to, to the Corinthian believers. Yeah, yeah. What I also received, that Christ died for our sins. So that's central. Yep. Uh, in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. That he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, to all the apostles, uh, then to all the apostles, last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. So, I mean, that's, 
that's where a lot of the groundwork is. And again, like you said, yeah. these early church fathers were saying the same things. Yeah. But how do we kind of put this together in a in a statement that is helpful for the layman or for the you know the the person coming to faith yeah. or preparing to be baptized? Uh, how do how do we convey this truth in a succinct manner? So yeah, it's interesting. I actually came across a list of like the creedal statements. Yeah as they developed in scripture. So like Matthew 16, 16, mm-hmm. Simon Peter replied, you're the Christ, the son of the living Boom. God. Then Matthew 28, 19, therefore go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So now you've yeah. got Trinitarian stuff. Um, you can go through John, Acts, Romans, First uh, Corinthians, yeah. Philippians, uh, Hebrews, and First John all have these statements that kind of boil down the pieces yeah. that then the church fathers grabbed a hold of and said, we got to put this together yeah. in a teachable taking way. taking the whole New Testament. Right? We're, yeah. we're throwing it all together, and yeah. then you end up with the Apostles' Creed, which is just that that thing that just helps us to, like, honestly stay away from Proverbs, right? Like, like the dog returns to its vomit, so the fool returns to his folly. Like, keep us out of the heretical, unscriptural uh, stuff that trips us up so that we we actually are running down the road of orthodox belief, yeah. right? Like, we, we believe the same thing the first people in scriptures yeah. believed, right? Exactly. Yeah, how are we holding on to this, the historic Christian faith? And again, like you said, you're showing from the New Testament, this isn't a new thing. This is how, yeah. this is how we as believers have preserved that faith. We've, yeah, yeah. We've, we've taken these statements and these summaries, and that's really the value for today, because that's, I think, what a lot of people ask. Uh, even... Thinking back to my, you know, growing up tradition and modern evangelicalism, it's just, or modern day evangelicalism, it's just like, yeah, just give me the Bible, you know, yeah. just give. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, we are giving you the Bible, We're helping <laughs> you put categories in place, and biblical theology and, and systematic theology. All these things are helpful, yeah. and these creeds are helpful in that same way because they're putting that all together so yeah. that we can understand. The the funniest one to me out of that whole thing, that whole idea, is Hebrews six one and two. Therefore. Uh, let us leave the elementary doctrines of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, mm-hmm. with instruction about uh, ablutions and laying on the hands, the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. He's like, let this stuff is settled, so we don't we don't argue about this anymore. Yeah. So let's this is done. Yeah. Now we move forward and we. We continue to learn. Yeah, this is not right? for debate. Yeah, this, these, is, these are, this, this is, is bedrock. This is settled. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So if we were to think about the creeds, um, why, like, what do you think for your, for yourself? In, in, and I know, like, you're doing, like, a system, currently you're teaching, like, a systematic mm-hmm. uh, theology to, to, the, to the youth and the, the people that are in your, in your ministry context. Yeah. Like, why is it that we, that we need to, as believers keep holding this creed in front right like yeah. a lot of church some churches will still recite it some people like you you've got the yeah. we both have the creeds and and uh, confessions bible so they're all in there in the back yeah uh, but why is it good for somebody in in our time to actually hit back on this and just a repeat it right, yeah. like, it, like yeah. repeat it, it so that head. it's in our head. Yeah. But then also to kind of pause on it and think deeply on what these, because that's what we're about to do, right? Yeah. We're about to go on a journey totally. and think deeply on these things, uh, or at least a little more deeply than than just a surface reading. Uh, what are what's gonna what's gonna be revealed for us in the midst of all of that? Do you think? 
Yeah, I think, I think, again, the value touches on what we've just said in the sense of, you know, how do I convey to a youth student or to a new believer um, mm-hmm. what's Christianity and, and, you know, who is God? And yeah. why is the, you know, what is the church all about? Like these kind of summarize and bring that all together so that you can think on these things and, and dig in. You know, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does that mean? And that's yeah. hopefully what we're going to, you know, yeah. expound upon. Uh, but that's, that's what we believe as Christians. Yeah. Oh, and then there's this, I, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Whoa, that's different than these other worldviews. That's different from these other religions, yeah. you know, that say, you know, well, and even our, our cultural moment or at least that I've grown up in, was, is everything leads the same direction. You yeah. know, coex- the coexist bumper sticker. You yeah, know, yeah. All, all religions all, are the same. All religions are the same. All paths lead to heaven. Yeah. God's not going to reject anyone. Like, yeah. he is love. Like, and yes, so different he parts is of the love. Same. It's that old analogy. No, that, yeah. not all paths get there. Totally. Yeah. And that same, you know, the analogy of the elephant. You know, Christianity is just one aspect. You know, the, the wise men and the elephant. I don't know if you have heard this. Oh, yeah, this is like that, the blind guy touching yeah. the parts. Yeah, they're touching the different parts of the elephant, you know. And, and people say that about world religions today. Yeah, Christianity, Judaism, Islam. But again, you get a, a, a Christian, a Jew, and uh, someone who's Muslim come into a room. We're all going to have very honest disagreements about, <laughs> about our faith yes. and about what's at central. So yeah. this is where the Apostles' Creed is helpful and other creeds and confessions throughout church history because this gets us back to the basics and says, you know, Christianity 101, uh, for lack of a better word. 100%. You know? uh, so this helps people go, okay, this is the Christian faith kind of encapsulated and summarized, and this is what yeah. sets it apart from everything else. Which, yeah. again, Jesus says what in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, truth and the life. life. Yeah. No one comes to the Father but through me. This is the faith that has been passed on to us. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's that, I mean, we talked about, or I mentioned orthodox belief, right? Like that yeah. idea that we we hold something that is for all of us. And, and uh, the creed really helps us figure out the difference between unbelief, uh, like the, the wholesale rejection yeah. of Christianity, and heresy, which distorts it. Yeah. Right? Like there's there's a belief in, in Christianity and in Christ and what he did for us through uh, the sacrifice on the cross that we have to hold those truths of. Yeah. And to reject it is one thing, but to misunderstand it or believe wrongly, um, you think you're going in the right direction, but you actually have a heresy which is separating you from God. And it, it, the whole the whole creed is just to help us define yeah. what are we actually doing here? Like, yeah. what do we, why do we do the stuff that we do? And it helps us understand that uh, you know, kind of the guardrails. So you, you've mentioned that not uh, before, like talking about the guardrails of of what do we believe? Why do we believe it? Why do we hold to it? Why is it important? Yeah. All of those things just become so much more um, uh, integral. Yeah. When we have culture talking totally. into the church all totally. the time, right? Yeah. How do we How do we stand against that? And not in that negative, not just in that negative sense, not in the sense of just protection or like an apologetic, but also preserving the faith. How do we, yeah. what's a good way of passing on the faith to someone new to the faith? It's, it's going to a statement like this and giving them kind of these essentials of the Christian faith, distilling it down to that uh, in a way really that any Christian around the world would understand as well. Like yeah. this, if, if, you don't, if you can't go to a Christian in West Africa and lay this all out, 
we're, we're believing a different thing, you know? We should, this is actually a uniting, uh, uh, has, has a uniting uh, ability around it as well, which I think is very helpful. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's important for all Christians of all time in all places. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even, I mean, this is the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. And it is a New Testament yeah. uh, thing, but the, the idea of a creedal uh, uh, thing, right? Even Deuteronomy chapter 6. Yeah. Verses 4 through exactly. 7, right? The children of Israel were told to confess that the Lord is one. Like, yeah. here's here's what we believe. Yeah. Boil it down. And we've uh, been told to pass it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and as you as you wake up, as you walk around, as you lie down, you know. Yeah, and that and that makes sense that as Jesus comes and he realizes, you know, he knows, uh, I'm about to change everything that, that these people believe, right? Like, the, the Israelites... Uh, Everything is about to change yeah. as, as he goes through the Passion Week into the crucifixion and the temple veil is being torn into. There's some big theological things. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and for those that are listening regularly, when we come around to Easter, we plan on having a, a week of a particular podcast to kind of unpack what are all the events going on in the Passion Week and what do these actually mean. Um, it's this idea, like, uh, from the very beginning, God wanted us to know who he was, what he's doing, yeah. and why. Yeah. And he said over and over and over, this is who I am, yeah. this is what I'm doing, yeah. and why. And I want you to tell each other about this yeah. so that we actually have that that uh, that common confession, that yeah. common bond in what we believe. Yeah, and it's and it's and what I'm and what I'm going to do. Yeah, you know what? what how you know, look at the very last lines. Uh, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins. Yes. And then what? The resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Yeah. You know, what God, yeah. what, what Christ is going to fulfill even in the future. Like, there's so much here. That, again, <laughs> yeah. like you said, in just a plain reading, it's like, okay, this, these are some basics. But it actually does give us so much of the doctrines that we still hold on to today that are precious and that we should uh, proclaim and expound upon uh, without apology. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, okay, so here's a question. I didn't yeah. prep you for this. Yeah. So as we broke it down, and I don't even have the actual things in front of you, yeah. what statement would be the one you're like, you're like, I, I want to get at that one. Mm. I want to I wanna look at that one, right? So <laughs> uh, while he's pondering that, like we're going to break it down in I believe in God the Father Almighty. Mm-hmm. That's one. Maker of heaven and earth is two. Uh, in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. That's three. Who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary. That's four. Who suffered under Pontius Pilate. The next one is, was crucified, dead, and buried, was, and he descended into hell. Third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. Sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Uh, from whence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, and then our last one is the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Yeah. Which, it feels like a lot, so that might actually turn yeah. into two. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. We'll, and we'll see as we go. Uh, and I think that's a great question. Like, what do I want to dig into? Or, or what one yeah. What one is, like, yeah, been... stands out. Like, or, or has been a big deal for you in your life, right? Like, mm-hmm. for me, I know, um, um, coming to faith as a teenager... Totally. Um, I had a hard time, uh, I had a hard time with father, yeah. F- 
Father Almighty, um, and I had a hard time with Maker, like right off the bat, like yeah. the first, the yeah. first, what does that mean? The first two, mm-hmm. I had a hard time with Maker Heaven and Earth, right? Because you're taught in school um, something else, something else, <laughs> um, and so uh, it 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 was hard for me to uh, unpack move, all that other yeah, stuff. Move yeah. to oh, a father is like this yeah. uh, over here, and and work through scripture for that. Uh, because you have the reality of worldly fathers, earthly fathers, and you got to sort that through. Got baggage, and that. then and then you have this. I've been indoctrinated through education yeah. Yeah. that you no know, think believing that God created the world is juvenile. Yeah, right. It's not it's what you do. So, and now here's this thing where you say, "Oh, this is what we believe," and you're like, yeah. "Ah, I was good with Jesus on the cross." <laughs> yeah, but this all first, that other stuff, that forgiveness sounds this good. First, this great. first start and stuff yeah. where it's like I've got a. A father almighty and he's the maker of all things like yeah. what does that mean like i didn't see it like i grew up on a farm like i don't see him out there making you know the new herd of cattle yeah. that come in the spring like yeah. he wasn't part of that but then you realize like there's there's a theological truth behind all that yeah. so What's those ones origin? have been yeah. have were tough for me at the beginning mm-hmm. but now i hold them so hard like so close that that Oftentimes, when I'm talking to people about faith, it's like I actually kind of start there. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that fatherly relationship like, and what is yeah, what is your understanding of how you actually ended up here in this world? Yeah, um, because those two things become so important totally. in, in what uh, people believe and understand. Yeah. Oh, and that and that's and that's you know all of us who come to Christ, we're gonna have whatever background we've come out of. So yeah. like, we're gonna have our our preconceived ideas about fatherhood and about who is Jesus and forgiveness and all of these things. So that's why, again, why the Apostles' Creed is so helpful because it's got this breadth to it mm. that kind of covers so many important pieces. Like, again, a, another common reality in our world is God is love. Yeah. A lot of people can get behind that. You, you yeah. read out of First oh, John, yeah, it's like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Christianity, that's cool. But when you read, from there he shall come to judge the living and the dead... It's like, oh, that doesn't sound as exciting. Judges, but... <laughs> judges the opposite of love, <laughs> yeah, right? You yeah, can't, you can't lovingly judge somebody. How do you reconcile those? Yeah. But again, when you look biblically, these are all attributes of God. These are He is no less loving than He is just. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And no less, you know. So I think that's really important. But I, I agree with you in the sense of, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth. That's a that's a huge truth claim. Yeah. So again, off the hop, I think that's again that's. Why is that the first statement? It's it's the yeah, foundation. It's, it's the big one. And then you get into this God who is three, the Trinity. You know, like you get yeah. in Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What is that? You know, <laughs> try to explain the Trinity without getting into heresy pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. All the analogies that we use or that you've probably heard. Um, I, I think he descended into hell. I think that's an interesting one. Like yeah. just getting into things that intrigue me. Um, that's one that I have not done a whole lot of digging into. I think that is, uh, I saw that, like, uh, Eastern Orthodox Church yeah. doesn't have that last statement. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they, they're they, those that have amended. They've, they've amended. amended that, yeah. like, there is no descending into hell. Yeah. Um, and that's... Or he descends to the that's, dead. That's, I think or, that's yeah. Eastern Orthodox Church. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought, like, you know, you, even as you study these things, you're like, you come across stuff and you go, oh. Yeah. Like, we are, like... Diverging on there certain is, things. There is yeah. some things where there's some differences here. Then, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're yeah we're we're tackling yeah, we'll, all of them. We'll get into that as we go along. But I think that one's intriguing to me. 
you know, talking about who Jesus is, again, that's just straight up New Testament teaching, you know, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered yeah. under Pontius Pilate. But descended to hell, that's an interesting one. I think the Ascension, that's, uh, you know, Patrick Schreiner has written on the Ascension late in the last few years. And I even saw just recently, I mean, he's, he's a teacher at Midwestern in, in the States, but I mean, that, that's something that he's really dug into the last little while, the, yeah. the, ne- the neglected doctrine of the Ascension. Yeah. Here, here's hoping. I am taking a class with Patrick Schreiner yeah, exactly. uh, in January, so I'm actually hoping to yeah. uh, make him think that I'm a way bigger deal than I am <laughs> and, and, sit and wonder why did he let this guy ask him questions. So yeah. I'm hoping to actually have a conversation yeah. with him about, about discipleship because I think, you know, yeah, he's got he's got some yeah. some great. And he'll have some good, he'll have some good insight on that, and I think that's that's interesting. Again, Judge Living the Dead that's not a popular deal, no. but I'd like to dig into that and see why that's so important and why that's a part of our faith and why that's good news for those of us that have been forgiven of our sins, and it's yeah. really bad news for those that haven't. And so that's why again, the gospel needs we need to believe in the gospel and and hold on to that. I think. The Holy Catholic Church, people hear Catholic and they go, what does that mean? Is yeah. that Roman Catholic? No, yeah, it's not gotta, actually what it means. you got to see the little c. Mm-hmm. Not, little c. Little Universal, c. yeah. Not the big c Catholic Church as in Roman Catholic Church, yeah. but little c as in uh, world universal church. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I think just in general, what I hope in, in our study of this is to see how these doctrines actually matter practically. Yeah. And I think that gets lost. I think... A lot of people assume, again, today, a, a common thought is, you know, these doctrines are, are nice for, you know, you theologian types to think <laughs> about, yeah. but how does this actually matter for me? I'm, I want what's practical, yeah. you know, and we need to really see how, well, having a hope in the resurrection and life everlasting yeah. is really integral to my daily life. Yeah. What gets you up Monday morning out of bed? Oh, yeah. I believe that Jesus is going to come back, that he's going to restore all things. Yeah. Like that's, that's a huge part of our faith. Mm-hmm. Believing that he actually is the judge of yeah. the living and the dead. Yeah. That's a big part of, that, yeah. that should impact how I live and uh, seeing why that matters. So hopefully that's what is conveyed as we walk through this. I think that's, that's a big, big thing for me. Yeah. Well, as we kind of roll through the intro, this is, this is the kind of setting it up and, and getting our minds around it. Uh, one thing that I wanted to point out, so just so everybody understands, the creed is is divided into three parts, right? It begins, just as Kevin kind of walked through with some of the things that uh, he's excited to dig into, it starts by confessing belief in the Father God. Um, and then the second paragraph is seven affirmations that deal with the person and the work of Jesus the Son. Mm-hmm. And then the third paragraph contains four more affirmations, start with the Holy Spirit, and then move to the church salvation and the Christian's hope for the future, right? So this is a, it's a progressive thing that's kind of laid out for us to understand. Um, and it just helps us to sort out the worldview. So one of the things that we're, we're super aware of is, um, uh, by God's grace, more and more people are figuring out uh, that discipleship.ca is a thing and exists and they're listening and we have no idea what kind of churches uh, expressions of faith whatever Christian belief structure we have no idea what most of you have Um, which is okay there's we're holding on to the uh, we're trying to intentionally point back to the truth of scripture Uh, this time we're pointing back to a creed which is built on the truth of scripture Um, but one of the things is 
Um, I'd encourage you, if you're listening and you've never really read the Creed, the Apostles' Creed, or the Ninth Creed, or, or you, I mean, there's a bunch of them. If you just look up early church creeds or Apostles' Creed, you'll, you'll, it'll lead you through. But just take some time and read through it. Um, and don't do anything like if you can find a version of it that actually has some scripture references that go with it, um, just read through it and go back and actually read the scriptures that accompany it. Yeah. And you can start to see where the early church took these things and said, you know what? The apostles were affirming these teachings, yeah. so we need to pull them out, uh, organize them so that people know uh, where we land and what we're doing. So I would encourage you guys, if, if this is like a foreign concept <laughs> to what you normally would study at church or what you would normally do, right? Um, some churches recite uh, things like the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed almost yeah. on weekly basis. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's never mentioned at all. Um, it's it's not like a legalistic thing, uh, but it is something that helps us to define and understand uh, what we believe as as Christians. So would encourage you guys to dig into it if you haven't, uh, particularly as weekly we're going to you know, take bits and pieces and parts and talk about them in a little more depth. So uh, parting thoughts, what do you want to... Yeah, parting thought is just, I just thought of this as well, just another reason why it matters is uh, this, you know, our faith, Christianity, the church, it wasn't born yesterday. You know, it was, yeah. you know I think that's another struggle that we have today. Is not recognizing the value of history and church yeah. history specifically in, in this context. You know, this is what have Christians believed throughout the ages. That's what I want to be a part of and want to be uh, digging into. I don't want to be about some fad or some trend or something that, you know, uh, just came about, you know, in the yeah, last yeah. couple of years or, yeah, exactly. or what's coming about tomorrow. You know, yeah. I want to be rooted in what the historic faith is. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh big picture overview of the Apostles' Creed. Uh, Next week, uh, Kevin and I are going to be looking at our first uh, division of the statements, which is we're going to look at, I believe in God the Father Almighty, and we're going to kind of unpack that. So uh, thanks for joining us here on Discipleship.ca as we work through the Apostles' Creed. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, hope you can catch our episode in the Psalms or our Thursday episode uh, in whatever random thing we might be going through at that point because I have no idea when this is getting posted. So hope you guys are having a great day. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.